Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Insights, brought to you by Social Southern Creative, the one-stop shop for all of your real estate marketing needs. In today's fast-paced environment, standing out from the competition is more important than ever. As a leading marketing company specializing in the real estate industry, we understand the unique challenges that real estate professionals face in marketing their business and properties effectively. Join us as we explore the latest marketing trends, provide insights on effective strategies, and highlight success stories of our clients. So whether you're a real estate agent, broker, developer, or simply interested in the world of real estate marketing, we're excited for you to join us. Thank you for tuning in to Social Southern Creative. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good, Nina. How are you? I am great. I'm excited about our topic today. Yes, me as well. I am just, this topic is so cool because people can use it like today. Um, right. When you first um, talked to me about this like months ago, I was like, that is brilliant. I don't know why that's not more like a common idea that people use. Correct. So, so take it away. What is all right, it? I'll tell you, I'll set it up for us. So in our classes, we always teach you need to niche down your content content. In 2023, you can't use the vague uh, five tips for buying a home. Like no one is reading that anymore because the market is just oversaturated in that type of content. You can go on Canva. Canva will give it to you. You just put it out into the world and no one's stopping their scroll to read that. It's not unique enough to be, it needs to be more clickbaity. You know, it's got to get more attention than just the, you know, typical stuff that you see. Correct. And so I think there's two reasons that agents don't post more niched down content. One is they don't know what to post. And two, niched down content does require a level of research. But once you have that knowledge, you have the knowledge forever. Mm -hmm. Nina has heard me quote certain marketing stats two years strong now, because once I initially have the knowledge, you can't take it away from me. So I always tell people, spend the hour of creating niche content and doing the research. Right. Because even if you spend, you know, an extra 45 minutes doing the research to do that more specific topic, if you reach 30 or 300% more of your audience, then that was was, time well spent. It was definitely worth the return on investment. So how do you find this niche content? What exactly are you talking about? You might be asking. So niche content is the questions that people are actually asking you on a deeper level. And the best place we have found to find it is Facebook groups. So there's literally a Facebook group for everything. There's Facebook groups for bird watching, for knitting, for making stuff on your cricket. So we are obviously a part of a ton of real estate marketing groups because we want, and just real estate groups, because we want to see what real estate agents are struggling with. That is where we get probably 80% of our content Um, because we can go in there and see an agent is struggling with X. So as a marketing company, how can we solve it? Right. And we love that. Like when you go to those Facebook groups, it's a typically it's a real person with a real problem, not a business that's trying to say, hey, this problem exists and we can solve it for you. And then you get 15 more responses like that. It's great because it's real people with real issues that they're having and not all this like random schmuck on the Internet. Correct. So what we do, and this is what we're going to teach you today. We're going to do it in real time here with you. So, or not exactly real time because we do have these questions beforehand, but we're going to show you what this would look like. So we've went into Facebook groups that we're a part of, and we've pulled off some questions from those Facebook groups, and then we're going to answer them for you. You can do the exact same thing through an Instagram reel, or if you like written content, you can create carousels using Canva. So Follow along, and I think as you see us ask the questions and then give the answers, you maybe some light bulbs will go off on how you can use this in creating 
great niche content that people will actually want to read. Right. And like quite literally any type of content, this like is just, it's a good way to just get ideas, whether it's for your email list that you send out a couple of times a month, or it's an Instagram post, whatever it may be, even if it's just a good conversation topic. So you want to know stuff. It's Right. Oh, I tell my husband these all the time. Like in the morning when we're getting ready, I'm like, let me tell you about this question I've seen on the internet. And here's the answer. So I will tell you this. We are going, now the internet is also a wild place, y'all, as you know. We are going to give you the question and then we're going to give you the most random, worst, wild answer that someone commented. And then we're going to give you our thoughts and answer. So let's dive in right with the first question. The first question is, I live in a new construction development that is still under construction. How can I get these buyers before they before they walk into the sales office? So she's an agent. She lives in a new construction neighborhood, but still they're still building more homes and people are, you know, driving around her neighborhood wanting to buy there. How can she capture them? Someone on the Internet randomly told her that she should go out in front of the sales office, sprinkle business cards all over the ground and then hide in a tree and when someone bends down to pick up one of her business cards, she should jump out of the tree and tell them that she could help them. Right. And I don't know if you would be physically fit enough for that. So if you're not, we have some other options, but I don't plan on climbing any trees to get more leads. <laughs> I know, Nina, when I seen that, I'm like, this is the most bizarre advice. And he, I feel like he was serious because he commented more with uh, additional I don't, ways to make- trolling? Like, I don't, under, like, he can't be. Maybe, and what's worse is that, like, what if he does, like, what if he's like, I would do that. I know, that's crazy. I would, if oh somebody gosh. jumped out of a tuxedo and was, or jumped out in a tuxedo, uh, even if it was regular clothes, but the tuxedo makes it worse. Yeah. And was like, hi, I'm the man you're looking for. I would run. Right. So a lady- I wouldn't even did, live in that neighborhood. A lady did comment, and I loved her comment. It was, this actually, she said, this actually happened to me. I was sitting outside in my yard, and I seen someone ride by really, really slow looking at the unbuilt homes. I kind of waved them down and said, oh, are you looking for a home in the area? They said, yes. Well, I wouldn't do this part, but she did. She said, come on in. I'll show you my home. It was just built, you know, a month or two ago. So she invited these strangers in. They weren't really quite looking for what her house was, but she gave them her card. And just recently she closed a house with them. So she was just looking for slow drivers to get people. But our advice would be to... We have different advice based on whether you have a strict HOA or not. So if you don't have a strict HOA, you could just put like a take one canister, like, you know, some flyers in your yard or a nice sign. Um, but we realize, of, we realize of, most people will have that HOA in these new construction neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So our advice would be to surround the neighborhood with marketing, with different um, marketing tactics. So it might look like there's a restaurant a quarter mile from your neighborhood or the entrance of your neighborhood, go there, see if they have a bulletin board. If they don't become friendly with the staff there, get to know them, eat there regularly, give them your cards, give them your pens, let them be your mouthpiece. Because if people are out looking for a house, almost in a car, (laughs) they might go there and eat. Make everything surrounding the entrance to your neighborhood. It doesn't matter what it is. Make those your people. If there's a dog groomer right outside your neighborhood, that's your new dog groomer. Yeah, make your face familiar. Exactly. In the surrounding areas. If there's an opportunity for signage right outside the neighborhood, look for that opportunity. This one, it can be a little tricky and might not be like the tried and true most way. But if you can have a car magnet, I don't think a lot of HOAs can regulate that. So if you're able to have a car magnet, that's a good one as well. And you might can go a step further and you can say like, 
such and such, your Montclair neighborhood specialist. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I mean, you can advertise for that. Another one is to enlist the help of your neighbors. Just like that lady that responded and said, oh, this happened to me. I've seen them drive by slow. Ask your neighbors, hey, if you see anyone in the area looking at the vacant homes or the half-built homes, mm-hmm. would you be willing to be a mouthpiece for me and give out my card? Yeah, I okay. feel like it's a, like, why not utilize your neighbors? And then also you're still building relationships with your neighbors. It's a two, it's a win-win, you know? Right, yeah. They get to feel like they're on your team. You get to feel like you're on their team and it great builds a great rapport. So definitely leverage your neighbors. All right, let's move to the next question that we read on the World Wide Web, Nina. All righty, so... The next question that we have is you're nine months in and you've started cold calling around just sold listings and you've been having success getting a lot of emails to stay in touch, but they're, you're not sure of how often to send and what you should be sending to them. So let's go through this one quickly because we have a whole thing on email marketing, mm-hmm. but I would say the basis of my answer would be value packed emails twice a month and focus heavily on the local neighborhood um, predictions and the local neighborhood activity. So anything that's just sold, people are nosy. So Mm -hmm. if a house is sold and it closes at 3 PM and you're somehow able to get that email out at 7 PM (laughs) that evening, knock your socks off, have it templated, have it ready. And then all you have to do is hit the send. People want to be the first to know in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be our biggest one twice a month, value packed, Get it out as quickly as you can when there's been a sold pending or new listing. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a whole podcast on, you know, email, email marketing. marketing. So we're not going to spend a lot of time there, but wanted to still answer that one. Okay. The next question. I would like to hire someone to take over SEO and content creation, as well as possibly doing some local commercials. I would need to start small, then work my way up to a more robust marketing. What should I be looking for in a content creator? Your girl here is a former content creator. <laughs> so this question, I was like, we're definitely having this one. Um, so I feel like one of the main things that you want to ask first is, because you can't just hire the content creator and assume that all your content creation is handled now. You have to know that there's still going to be somewhat of an expectation of you to send them that content or at least give them a direction each week. So you need to be realistic of what's the weekly requirement of me that I'm going to have to do for this content creator. So as a former content creator, that was my biggest frustration. People always wanted to feel personal and have a personal brand and they wanted this success of connection, but yet would never turn on the video for me or never send me the pictures I needed. So I just want you to know that if you hire this out, there will still be a level of commitment from you. Will it be drastically or dramatically less? Absolutely. You, yes, girl, it's going to be beneficial for you. And you're still going to need to, you know, tell them when you, your content creator, when you've, you know, gotten a new listing or when you've sold a house, like, unless you want them to just follow you around, but that, that sounds expensive. The next thing I want you to think about when hiring a content creator is, Um, think about, are they an expert on the platform that your ideal client exists on? So if you are find someone and they are an expert on Instagram, I find this is the most common combination. They're an expert on Instagram, but your ideal client is actually over on Facebook, which is very typical in real estate. That is a typical combination. So you find someone, they're killing the Instagram game, but yet you really need to be over on Facebook. Is that the best hire for you? So that's definitely something I would think about. And that kind of also brings back to, you want to make sure that they're good with our experience with local SEO. It doesn't really matter if they're good with, you know, global SEO. You're going to be focusing mostly in your surrounding area, obviously, in your selling area. So make sure that they're 
well-versed on how local SEO works. Because it is a different ballgame. Okay, and this is my other one because I see this quite frequently in marketing <laughs> groups. When you go to hire a content creator, I see people complain about this. I was going to hire such and such as my content creator, but they only had 400 followers. Well, yes, because they're a content creator, not an Instagram influencer or a Facebook influencer. So I think people get those confused. I think they think content creators should have a massive following which really is the opposite because if they're spending so much time growing their following and putting all that is required to grow a following, Mm -hmm. that's taken away time from you. So don't be like Nina used the word spooked. Don't be spooked by a low follower count in the content creator you hire. Right. (laughs) Words are hard today. All right, let's move on to the next one. Nina, I'll let you read that one. All right. So it feels like whenever a listing isn't selling, the seller wants to blame the agent for not having enough open houses or for not promoting the property enough. But I know that the reason it's not selling is because the price is too high. So how do you communicate with the seller about how to adjust the price or that the price is too high? Oh, it's a good one. So we filmed a reel on this. This will come out after the reel has been published. We believe that you should systemize this conversation of a price reduction in your listing appointment. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I know, I know it's too late, but just hear us out on this part. Here's out because you're like, I've had the house listed seven months now or probably not that long, but four months. And now it's too late to tell me to do this in the listing appointment. You're exactly right. But just still hear our advice. We want you to call these, uh, come up with a word. We use the word red point trigger and you tell the client during the listing appointment, there are four things that are going to trigger a red point, or you might call it a price reduction conversation with you. And you lay out the trigger points that will set you up for that. So we say, if you have eight showings, no contract, 14, um, 14 days without a showing, 14 days without a showing 30 days, no contract, or if three agents give you the feedback, it's priced too high. If one of those four triggers happens, then that triggers from you a price reduction conversation takes the emotional side out of it. It's just business. It's yeah. just like an assembly line. When X happens, then Y happens. Yeah, there was a lot of numbers in those. Stip- every one of those stipulations had a number in it, bec- you know, so you can quantify it and, you know, have a reason beside, behind the call, not because like, oh, well, I feel like it's priced too high. Now you have evidence like, okay, it's, it's, priced, too it's high. priced too high. Okay, so then let's go back to the person who's like, I've had the listing four months. This advice is way too late for me. What do I do? So what I say you do is you should run a Facebook ad that only targets the seller of the house. Just niche down to just the smallest geographical area where they live now and just hammer them with advertisements so they think that their house is being advertised. I think that's the most morally correct thing to do. Nita, you're wild. That, Sorry, is, that was that, the Facebook answer. Yes, that was what <laughs> someone on the face on the Facebook group said. They said, just hammer them with a Facebook ad, spend $10 and only target them, which side note, guys, for you wives who are wanting something specific for Christmas, you can pretty well almost target one to two houses. Like if you get really granular with your, right. your parameters. Especially if you've got a big yard. So yes, you can get down to just targeting one person. That's what the person on Facebook said. Just target them and they'll think you're advertising, but yet they're not getting any contracts, which was yeah. hilarious. We died of laughter. So maybe don't use that in your business, but the Christmas is coming up. Use it on your husband and your yeah, kids. We you know? judging. And if it works, call us. Cause I want to know <laughs> for sure. And so what we actually recommend doing is you'd said like throw in like a, like a broker's party or an agent's party. So where broker's they'll come open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then get the brokers to write down their feedback. 
Now, listen, you really need the brokers to show up because you've had on the market four months, let's say, and it hasn't sold. So I would call these brokers beforehand. Don't tell them what you're looking for. Don't cheat, but just say, hey, my business right now could really utilize some broke, a second set of eyes. Could you come? This would mean the world to me. And also builds great rapport with another broker. Yeah. So brokers open, let them give you the feedback, take that written feedback and someone else's handwriting to your sellers and show them what was said. Okay. The next one is how do you manage the time and resources required for video production amidst your busy schedule as a realtor? Time blocking, 100% time blocking. We're big fans of time blocking. So that's yeah. Yes. Yesterday we filmed 13 reels in from 10 till you had to leave early yesterday. Was it one thirty? Uh, yeah, I think it was around that time. So yeah. 10 to one thirty, we did 13 reels. That is a, if you've done any video editing, any mm-hmm. video yourself, you know, that was a massive undertaking. I would like to say a few things about that. That did not come on day one in our life. That mm-hmm. was a lot of practice, a lot of time. Right. And also yesterday was Wednesday. We walked into work on Monday morning with the camera and said, we're going to record today. And we didn't even start, I think, until Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. But we had to time block into plan and figure out what videos we were like. One day we time blocked our week and we realized this is where we're going to have time to do it. And instead of spending so much time trying to get one or two videos each day, we able to block it out. And we were knock out 13 in just a couple hours. Yeah. We are covered on content until August 23rd. So we have over two and a half weeks of content because we have some outfit changes, baby. Oh yeah. Get it girl. We showed up, showed out. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But so we time blocked, we wrote down our topics and then we gave a loose script. Mm -hmm. And um, the good thing about reels right now is that the shorter, the better. So That helped. <laughs> Absolutely. The next piece of advice is to hire a video editor if you need to and you have the finances. I know this won't fit in everyone's budget. Video editors are relatively cheap. I mean, we've gotten it down to knowing how to video ours, so I don't have to do a lot of editing. Yeah. But if you do, just send it off. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be too like complicated of a video either. So you don't need to get some super fancy video editor, just someone that can do in a shorter period of time, what would take you a very long period of time. So if they can expedite the process for a small fee, the fee is probably worth your time. For sure. The other thing I say is a woman, if you've already got to do your hair and makeup for that day for something else, that is the day to video. Like right. definitely, you know, work harder, not smarter. And then what we did to come up with, you know, we did 13 topics, which is a lot. It was part of our content calendar, but we also went back through and looked at carousel and written posts and seeing what performed well in writing. And then we turned that into a reel with us speaking mm-hmm. and video. Yeah. Or just like elaborated on topics that people seem to be resonating with. We would just do a reel on going deeper into that topic. Right. Because we already have proof in this insights that it worked and people, it resonated with people and followers. So Those are just a few of our questions. That's how we would answer them. And if we were writing this out on Instagram, this is how we would answer it as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It's just a short one to give you some advice, but also show you how you can use the wild internet. Yeah. This whole podcast brought to you by user generated content. That's right. Thank you, Facebook and all you cool people in those groups that comment daily. Yes. All right, Nina, enjoy your time in Colorado. Thank you. I hope to have a great trip. I'm visiting our sister, Caitlin, in Colorado for a few days, so I'm excited. Well, Henry starts school next week, so I'm excited to start, like, these last few days with him and just kind of... I'm sure you're excited to get back to your routine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We found all the cracks in our business this summer with no routine. So, all right, Nina, enjoy the rest of your afternoon.